Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time it may be where you are hearing the sound of my voice. I give God all the grace and the the glory and the praise for one more chance, an opportunity to join in the airwaves with you. Um, It it is just uh, an absolutely gorgeous day where I am right now, and um, I'm just so grateful to the spirit of the living God for allowing me one more day um, on top of this earth and to breathe and to share and what have you. I've learned um, in my 60 years not to take anything for granted because I I know a lot of people wish that they could be here today to share. Um, I'm going to let my my co-host say hello to you, and then I'll I'll, um, go into what we're going to discuss today and, uh, and introduce our our, um, our guest for today. Good morning, Miss Tanya. How are you? Good morning, beautiful. How are you, Elder, today? I am awesome. I am awesome. Just really thanking and praising God all the more. Yes, and it's a beautiful day down here in Augusta. It is as well, awesome. sunny. And again, as you saying, we just thank God for just allowing us to be in the land of living one more time. And that's just to get Absolutely. it right. Absolutely. And to get even closer to him. Amen. 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 Um, there's a song Anita Wilson sings, and she talks about um, she doesn't need God to move a mountain or to part the Red Sea. You know, all that he has done is just really enough to, to prove, you know, his majesty, seriously. And uh, we really have to get to that place where we just thank and praise God every day for who he is. I have a feeling our funny man has joined us this morning. Are you here, Mr. B? Yay! Hello? Maybe Hello? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. I'm here. It's just so oh, noisy okay. out here where I'm at. I don't know how this is going to work, but I did not want to miss the show. I am at an event. It is called AT Homecoming in Kingsboro, North Carolina, uh, where I have been invited. And so I am on location right now making it do what it do. So y'all forgive me. I'm going to mute in and out so y'all don't hear all this background noise and music and all that stuff. Can y'all hear me okay? We yes. can hear you fine. Yes. And I'm just so grateful to hear your voice after seeing that car drive through your office. Let me tell you something. God is so good because, you know what, 
I realized something. Well, it came very, um, very, very, how can I say? It became forthright in my mind now that you could be doing the right thing and still die. And so what people don't understand is that I was sitting in my office when the car ran through it. My initial reaction was I thought someone was cheating. So I immediately dove on the floor. So, um, but then glass and brick hit me in the face. And so when I looked up, the car was in the office and it was on fire. And so I was trapped mm-hmm. inside with smoke and I could not breathe. And so thank God for Operation Spandex because I got out the back window. Yes, I did. I took my big self through that back window. You hear me when I tell you? Because I refused. I, I refused to go out like that. Amen. So, so that gym did, look, that gym did pay off. In shape, huh? Yes, sir. Yep, that gym workout <laughs> paid <laughs> off. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Well, I got we are, out of that we are so grateful for the grace of God as I open up the show. Every day is a, is an opportunity to give him the praise and the glory. So we thank God for your safety and for his hedge of protection around you. So um, as I said in, in the opening, the topic that we want to discuss today is, is a, a sensitive topic, but a very, very important topic. And it's dealing with protecting our children from predators. There are mm, so many variables and ways that, that those that would prey on our children can get to them. And we need to be mindful of it. We need to recognize and understand that sometimes it's beyond our control because we would never imagine that a predator would be who they are. Um, people that we see on a daily basis, sometimes people that we trust in a leadership role, be it in a youth ministry or even a pastor of a church or a priest or whatever. But there are also times when there are telling tales that you can see, and we have to make sure that we do not ignore them. I woke up this morning with this, this thought so heavy on my heart um, and I think part of it came from the fact that this coming Monday is quote unquote Halloween, and our children will be out, you know, roaming the streets. Um, unfortunately, uh, but it, it's you know, kids are innocent, and all they know is that this is a day that they can go from door to door and get candy. You know, and in the innocence, they want to do that. They don't understand the history of the day. They don't understand um, the evil that lurks around it and what have you. They just want candy. Um, But we as parents and grandparents have to make sure that we are mindful and protective and careful with our children. We have a guest today. Um, he's not a stranger to It's Real. He's been on the show several times. But I wanted him, I actually called him this morning, and I thank God for um, his availability and the fact that, as he says, we got it like that. I could call on a moment's notice, and he'd be like, okay. <laughs> but um, Apostle Paul Greenleaf is, is our special guest today. And the reason I wanted to bring him on is because he is very transparent about um, a horrific thing that happened to him as a, a youth, as a young man. And so I wanted from his perspective to know were there any telltale signs 
um, of the predator that attacked him, um, and what could have been done, what did he feel could have been done to keep this from happening. Um, so with that being said, um, welcome to the show, Apostle. How are you today? I am blessed, 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 and abundantly blessed is all I can say. Um, and also glad to hear my brother's voice. I, I did see the the post, um, and I just thank God for the covering over his life. And I'm so glad he's been doing his little exercise videos, and he can get through the window now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> See, I can be funny too, Brother DL. <laughs> uh, no. But we thank God. No, for I, hear you, I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> Because, you know, I, I, I wouldn't have had to come, I wouldn't have wanted to have to come down there and help push you out the window, mm-hmm. you know. Man, you <laughs> it would have been too late, trust me, when I did. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. 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 But we do give Amen. God all the glory and honor, um, first and foremost, and, and giving honor to my beautiful wife. I just want to say this at the top, as of tomorrow, we will be together 12 years. And, you know, 12 is a very oh, significant number in the Lord. Oh, yeah. So we, we thank God for that. We celebrated 10 years of marriage where I almost got dumped in the river. We'll <laughs> talk about that at a later time. And now we're celebrating 12 years together on tomorrow. Amen. So we just thank well, God happy anniversary. Thank God. Thank you. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. But um, well, okay. yeah. So as I said, you know, you had you encountered um, a horrific thing as a as a young man, and yes, um, and I know when I asked you about it this morning, you were like, well, uh, okay, these are things that are buried deep within the recesses of my memory. But, yeah. And my response <laughs> to you was, well, we were, we're just going to let the Lord use you, but um, you were raped at at a young age. Yes. Were there any signs that could have alerted anybody, any of the adults around you, that this individual was a predator? Because he was not a stranger. He was not someone that, you know, was unknown to the family. Well, let me say this with some wisdom. We know, okay, I'm I'm 57, okay? Back then there were signs. There, there were sure signs, but we have to remember the era that I was coming up in. And back then, a lot of things like that were hush-hush. So even though they might have saw the signs, they ignored them because they didn't want that to get out into the family. And this is why this is a good show, because there's always signs. Um, of when um, something's going on with your child. And if you're well-connected to your child, you should know those signs. You should see that they're acting differently. Uh, they're, they're excluding themselves from other people. They don't want to go out to play. Those are all things that, uh, um, like every time uh, the person would come around, um, I would get really upset. Well, do I really need him to babysit me? It was my sister's boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, mm-hmm. so I was giving off signs, but of course I was scared to say anything because I was being threatened by this person that he would tell my parents. And of course at that age, I did not know that they would not be upset. Um, mm-hmm. But so it, it's very important. Fault? I'm sorry. 
Did you think it was your fault? Uh, yes, very much so. That's how they make you. That that's how he 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 made me to feel that it was my fault that I asked for it. Um, and and they're the, not gonna believe you. And and then and and they're not gonna believe me. They're gonna they're gonna hate me. They're gonna punish me. And and that's all the signs of a predator. I I do want to say this: people need to be very careful of their inner circle in home because that's where it starts first. A lot of people think that it starts from the outside, but it's always someone that's on the inside—a family member, a close friend, the babysitter that's your good friend. And it's not only happening male on male, but it's happening female on female. And, 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 you know, people forget about that, but there are females that are raping young boys, too. Wow. Um, it, it, and it's all going through all the years of all the extensive therapy that I went through. I learned this. I heard other people's stories that it was always someone that was on the inside, not the outside, you know. And there were always signs, but of course, in my age group, baby boomer, people weren't really paying attention to those signs because it, it, it isn't out there like it is now. People are always talking about the signs, you know. Um, it, it's more prevalent now. So, you know, me, I always looked for different signs. Like, I knew. Now, I still don't know till this day if my son was ever molested, but I knew that he was around a predator because I saw right through that person. Um, and, um, you know, well, I, well, I okay, saw well, different let me, signs. Let me, inter- let me stop you right there. So if you saw signs in a person that they were a predator, did you try to isolate your child from this person? Did you warn your child about this person? How did you yes. handle that based on what you had gone through? Um, I let his mother know. I let her know that I was not happy about that person being around them, hearing about their background, uh, that she needed to, to watch. I also noticed, this is something else, the, the person that's being abused becomes very protective of their predator. And that was the same thing I did because they're scared. You know, they're scared that this person is going to do something to them. And that was one of the things that I really picked up in my son. And I even discussed that with my wife. I say, he's being awfully protective of him, you know, and that was something that I did, you know, um, whenever Frank's name would come up, oh, he's a nice guy. I like him, you know, all good things. And, oh, no, you shouldn't be mean to him. But I was doing it in fear because of the things that he was telling me. And when my son began to do this, I recognized that. And I'm like, why? You know, and I was infuriated. I'm going to be real. Um, I'm going to be as real as Brother D.L. can be. Um, I was ready to hurt the person if I found out that he put his hands on my son. And it's really funny because I've been accused of being a predator because I was molested. Um, People have gotten it twisted. Um, and I've had to go through that. Oh, well, he, he, he molested children. I'm the first one. And I have friends that have said they trust me more than they would trust anybody else around their kids because they know my demeanor 
and whatever that I would hurt someone. I mean, I've I've had to pray throughout my life um, that I would never catch anyone that molested a child. And and I went through a whole, even though nobody really still knows what the Michael Jackson thing, I couldn't stand him for years. I wouldn't listen to his music, nothing. Because I saw a lot of things that just reminded me of what a predator does. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the other thing, parents, parents need to be, the key thing, uh, Elder, is listening, listening to what your children are saying. Because I had another incident. I was almost kidnapped also at a young age. And I laugh at it now. It's it's kind of funny when I tell the story. But my mother had sent me to the store <laughs> to get cigarettes and tampons because, you know, when we were younger, we could buy cigarettes. Now, mm-hmm. um, that day I went to the store. I had gotten to the store, and this guy had grabbed my hand. He was trying to give me candy and everything and tell me to come in and see the puppies. And I'm like, no, I don't want to see the puppies. I don't want to go in. You know, and he had me by the hand, and he was not letting go of me. I Finally, I bit him. And I ran home, and I told my mother. And for all of you that are listening, I'm just being real. I'm not cussing. Amen. But I'm going to use the word that was used. So, disclaimer. Um, I told my mother, and my mother told me to take my black donkey, I'll put it that way, back to the store and get her cigarettes and her tampons. Wow. Now, the funny thing about it, which Keisha laughs about, when we got together, she didn't know, and she had asked me a couple of times, would I go to the store and get her some tampons? And I refused, because for years and years, until I got with my present wife, I would not go to the store and buy tampons, because every time I would go to buy tampons, I had flashbacks of this man trying to kidnap me, and the fact that my mother did not believe me. So if your child comes home and tells you, those of you that are listening, that someone tried to kidnap them, don't think they're trying to get out of buying something or whatever. You better listen to them, especially if they made it home. It wasn't nothing but the grace of God that I made it home because my mother could have been looking for me the next day or the next hour after sending me back to that store. So I know that it was nothing but angels that were surrounding me that day because that man truly tried to kidnap me. And she so, would not listen. And she would, I, and that's I, uh, the thing. Sometimes parents don't listen. A child can be saying something, and yeah. and you're 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 shrugging it off, or you're oh you're just playing, or oh uh, that that's your uncle, he didn't mean it, or that's your brother. That, you're crying wolf. Yeah, you're crying wolf. Mm-hmm. A lot of days, these days, they're not crying wolf. They're trying to tell you in the best way that they can with, with the fact that they're being scared. Because the one thing that a predator will do is they put the fear of God in you. Mm-hmm. They put the, mm-hmm. I know, I know, been there. I was scared for years. I, I mean, I, I it, it happened to me with my doctor, my, my pediatrician doctor. That was not the only time that I was raped. It happened to me uh, from a, a child, another person in school. I was raped three different times during my lifespan of 10 to 16. Um, wow. 
So um, that's a spirit, you know what I'm saying? That's a spirit that was unleashed against you to yep. to attack you and to stop you. Seriously, mm-hmm. when it's repeated and it's repeated from different people, you know that is definitely a demonic attack. That, but you that, know, I wow. took and I turned around that demonic attack. And I use it for the opportunity that I'm having today to be able to share. Yeah. You know, I, that's how I've turned it around. The devil meant it for evil, but God mm-hmm. has turned it around for the better. That I am a living testimony as to these things don't have have to happen if you're paying attention mm-hmm. to what you're doing with your children. Mm-hmm. If, 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 even as far as the homosexual spirit and lesbian spirit and sexual spirit, women that are pregnant, Absolutely. don't let everybody rub your belly. Don't let everybody be in your aura when you are carrying that vessel because you're carrying a creation of God that needs to be surrounded by anointing, not by mess. And people don't think about that. They just let anybody rub their belly, and then after the baby's born, the baby's bouncing around from person to person to person and picking up all these spirits. Very, very, very true. DL, and I know you, you um, it's noisy where you are, but you, you have a unique um, experience based on some some situations um in in your ex relationship how how do you um coming in you know into a situation where you've been told certain things have happened and um and may even be currently happening but the person that's telling you will not allow you to intervene in what's going on. They just kind of, like, brush over it like it's the norm of life because it's <laughs> something they experience and now their child is experiencing it, and it's become the new norm for them. How do you, how, what is your advice to someone that may be in that type of situation? The biggest thing, Mrs. Uh, Paulette, is for uh, people to basically be prayerful. Be prayerful and be led. Um, that you can try, but you have to be God-led when it comes to situations like that. Um, mm. Because the one thing you don't want to do is that you don't want to make a bad situation worse. And so, mm. therefore, the only way, I'm trying to tell you, it is a God thing because the spirit that comes along with that it's something that God is going to have to turn around and he's going to have to fix. It's nothing you can do as individuals, especially when people have lived in that thing for their entire life or most of their life. It's a sense of normal. And from us on the outside looking in, it is not normal. But to right. them, it is. So anything that you say or do is offensive. And they don't realize that the lifestyle itself is the offense. So uh, what you have to do, there is no easy way about it. You have to have patience um, when it comes to situations like that. And don't move until God say move. Don't say anything until God tell you what to say because God is the only one that can deliver. Trust me when I tell you. Amen. Amen. 
Um, Tam, I, I know for you, for, I mean, we've all, it's really sad to say, here you have four grown adults on this phone who each one of us in some way, shape, form, or fashion has had contact, you know, with this type of situation in our lives. And, and it's, it's, it's really, really sad, you know, that so many people out there have gone through this. I had one young lady, we did a show um, about sexual abuse a few months ago, and I had a young lady who I worked with who, you know, had no idea that, you know, she had been molested as a child. And she literally was listening to the broadcast with tears just streaming down her face because she had been sexually abused as a child and had never, ever told anybody. And she was in her 30s, had never, ever told anybody. But the fact that she was listening to um, the, the accounts of other people that have received healing from the abuse just brought tears to her eyes. So we, we do these shows um, not to stir up bad feelings, but first and foremost to say that there is healing. Um, if you are that person that, that was abused or was raped or what have you, that there's healing for you. But also, as, as is the focus of the show today, to bring awareness, to bring awareness. We cannot bury our head in the sand as parents and grandparents and caregivers of maybe even foster children or what have you and pretend that this does not happen. Like Apostle said, back in his day growing up, it was, it ha- was happening but swept under the rug. Nobody was talking about it. We got to talk mm-hmm. about it to bring awareness about it so that we can stop it, okay, so that these predators can be dealt with, so that our children can be safe and can be healed if, unfortunately, they have encountered that. Now, I know, um, Pam, you had an experience with your, your step-grandfather, um, where people didn't believe you, but were there were there signs that you could possibly think back to remember that would have said if they had wanted to, if the eyes would have wanted to see that they could see that there really was something going on. Um, yes, Elder, I, I do, and like what you're saying, I never. Um, I'm, I'm listening to Apostle, and it, it, it just clicked other things in my head. You know, when it even comes to your own children, but with my step grandfather, and at the time I never said step grandfather. He was my grandfather, the only man I ever had ever known to be my grandfather. And I thought, just like what Apostle was saying, I blamed myself because mm-hmm. I had sisters and cousins, and I felt like I he was I was the only one that he was touching, and the way he did it. Like, you know, it's so amazing because we would do odd jobs around the house and, and different things like that, and he would give us money. And he would give me more money, and I thought he was giving me more because at the time, again, I was suffering for a lot of insecurities of feeling like my parents didn't love me, you know, mm-hmm. out of all my sisters and brothers. So I thought that this man loved me. So it it was more of an acceptance thing to me. But when he started touching me wrong, I knew that that wasn't right because I felt dirty and 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 it was a feeling of of just something I couldn't explain. But like 
what Apostle said, he would say to me, I said, I'm going to tell my grandmother. And he would say to me, well, she's not going to believe you because mm-hmm. you're, you know, because you're a liar. You know, you know, back in those days, like Apostle was saying, that wasn't really out in the opening when I was growing up. And, you know, when you do something wrong, um, if you if you lied about one thing, then you were you were dimmed and uh, accused and stamped as a liar. That's Nothing right. you can say or anything that would make you be be truthful. Even when I did tell the truth to my grandmother, I would still get the crap beat out of me that I would mm. lie to try to get her off of me from whooping me. And then it would still come out that I was redeemed a liar. And then, you know, when you're 10 and 11, you know, and your, your face is breaking out of your forehead, I know it sounds crazy because these are old fashioned ways. Then it was, you were a fast little girl. You know what I'm saying? You fast. Mm. And see, we got to be careful what we speak over our children That's and right. what we call yeah. them because that that they will begin to walk in and believe that that's who they are. Well, when I wasn't with my mother and my father had dropped me off on a weekend saying he was coming back to get me, but he never returned. When you hear your grandmother on the phone saying, yeah, her parents don't want her. See, when people are talking mm-hmm. on the phone and even as a young child, you're listening, you begin to believe that that's who you are. So I begin to say, nobody wants me. So when my grandfather began to show me more attention, I felt because he loved me and I felt accepted by him. Well, they see I'm going to speed it up to say that I didn't want him touching me anymore. So what I did was I began to, we had to wear gowns as um, when we were young, because my grandmother was strong in the church at the time. She didn't believe that you should put on pants. You, we couldn't wear underwear for some reason. Um, we had to wear our gowns. Well, try to sleep as a young lady, and I can sleep while now. Your gown is up above your head before the morning time comes. Well, my grandfather would creep through the back door, and the way that the house was made, my grandmother would be asleep, and he was still do it, even with my grandmother a near around. It did not bother him. And again, like he's saying, you tell her, and they're going to call you a liar. Well, one day, he, my grandmother was doing laundry, and I pent my gown up like pants, and I forgot to take the safety pins out. And I know that that was God's will for it to finally come out. And my grandmother stuck her finger, and when she asked me, why did I do it, I didn't want to tell her. And I remember her beating me until I finally said, because Grandpa's been touching me. And she said, you're a liar. This kid, he, he couldn't have, he, I went, but he has. And when it all came out, of course, you're, be, try to be nine years old and mm-hmm. your grandmother go to church telling the pastor, the deacons, the mothers mm-hmm. that this mm-hmm. is taking place. Now they're looking and saying, this can't be because he's a deacon of a church. Mm-hmm. He would never mm-hmm. do anything like that. It's her. You know, she's mm-hmm. a harlot. She's a little whore. She's this, mm-hmm. she's that. And I remember saying to myself, I shouldn't have never told because they accused me of it. And when it all came out, when my grandmother started talking about it, then she began to realize that that's why her niece, her niece finally said, ain't Ruth, that's why I never came to visit you anymore. Because every time we would come and he would hug us, he would fill on our breast. And then my, wow. then other people began to come out and say the things that he was doing. And my grandmother 
she was like, do you, you know what I'm saying to you? Cause she was in church, right? And the Lord showed her things, right? And so she began to feel like, why didn't God show her this? So when it all came down to it, because this escalated so much in my, in my family, I was sent away. My dad had to come get me and send me away because they felt like by getting rid of me, this was going to get rid of the problem. Mm-hmm. But what they, well, what they did not know, he continued to do other things like that. Do you see what I'm saying to you? So mm-hmm. now that I've heard Apostle, and I'm telling people out there right now, I remember my little girl, my, my last daughter, I was taking her to this pediatrician, this male pediatrician. You got to hear me what I'm saying to you. And I was being in the room watching him do an examination. And like Apostle said, if once you've been um, touched wrong or done wrong or molested, you begin to see the predator mm-hmm. and you have predator instinct. And I remember now him giving her, touching her, you know, just feeling different parts of her body. And I remember one day, and she was five years old, and she said to me, I don't want to go to him anymore. And I say, why, baby, what's wrong? And she said, because I, I just don't. And I remember to this day, she will not go to any male doctors. It <laughs> has to be a female doctor. <laughs> and But you got to be careful like what you're saying, because I even had a female pediatrician for her, and I literally seen her touch my daughter in her private mm-hmm. area without putting gloves on. Mm-hmm. And that disturbed me because she was a lesbian. And it's not mm-hmm. anything against the lesbians. Here, please hear me. I mm-hmm. love everybody. But Amen. at this time, like what Apostle said, when I've seen her do that, it made me sick inside. Mm-hmm. Because all I kept thinking to myself was, how could she touch her down there without a glove on as if it was nothing. And then she's mm. rubbing on my daughter's leg at the age of eight saying, yes, she has nice, fine legs. She can be a mm. runner. She can. And I remember when my daughter got off that table, I canceled her clock too. So what I'm saying is now my, my baby is kind of promiscuous in a lot of ways, but now that I'm listening to this show, it's really helped me even more because I didn't, I, I got it, but I didn't get it. And all these times she was being touched wrong, violated, which caused mm-hmm. this spirit to come upon her. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. Absolutely. Um, um, it, it definitely uses things in a child's life. I know my experience with my uncle and I was nine, um, but... I, my thing was this, um, and I, I um, and in retrospect, I didn't think about it then because I was a child, but in retrospect, I think my anger, had I really, really dealt with it, would have been unleashed at my aunt because my aunt knew that this was a vile man. This man was beating her, you know, um, and in the, the confrontation that he had with me, one of the things, because he was, he was literally trying to penetrate me, and I locked my legs as tight as I could. And I think just because of him knowing if he put marks on me and bruises on me, there was show. My mother was crazy, and she really would shoot him. Um, but so he didn't pry, you know. 
Um, but one thing he said to me was, Denise was my cousin, and she was three years older than me, but she was mentally challenged. So she had some issues that, you know, kind of made her cognitive skills a little slower. Um, and he said, Denise will let me do it. Want to see? I don't know. But the thought was that, okay, you've been molesting this, this special needs child, and, and I'm sure he had done it several times just because of how vile this man was. So in my mindset, if my aunt knew, you know, you, you've got a vile individual in your house, first and foremost, how are you keeping him up in your house? You know, why would you allow me your daughter or anybody else to go off with him alone. And, and my situation was completely innocent. You know, we were having a family barbecue at my house. The family was over, and he all of a sudden came up with this excuse. He had left something at home, and so Denise and I should ride back to his house with him to get him. And, you know, my mother and I think and said, okay, because they live five minutes away from us. You know what I'm saying? And just that quick, no sooner we got in the house, you know, this was his mindset all along, you know. So I'm like, to me, it was like, okay, two weeks later, I promise you, two weeks later, he had jumped on my aunt, her and, and my cousin, I guess, got scared, called himself hiding in a closet, which was really stupid to me. But And he literally ran her out of the house butt naked, okay. That oh, was the wow. end of that, you know. Um, someone across the street ran, covered her up, and, of course, brought her to my house because everybody knew my mother was crazy. So uh, I guess to brought her to my house for protection, you know. Um, but I'm like, in my mind, if you know this individual is vile, why would you allow this in your house? Okay, how scared you are of this individual as a parent, you know. To me, fear is out the window when it comes to my child. I'm not going to let you do anything to my child. Now, the flip side of that, like, you know, all of you have shared, you know, predators invoke fear within you. So I understand that. What it has done to me, fast forwarding, is with my child and my grandchildren, male and female, y'all don't sit on nobody's lap, <laughs> okay? Come on now. Hugging and kissing and all that. No, 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 no. We don't do that. We, we, we don't do that. You know, and there's a reason because there's that extra protective spirit that rises up because I know that in a twinkling of an eye, something can happen, you know. So I'm extremely protective of them. Even, you know, from, from you know, I've got great-grandbabies and different things that, you know, I don't really know your siblings like that. You know, I'm protective. I had a family that lived with us. Um, a few years ago, and come to find out that one of the the older brother was molesting the younger brother. Now he didn't just really come upon that on his own, because he was like, well, thirteen years old, and the younger brother's like six. You know, there is something that had been done to that child for that child to be molesting his sibling. You know, you've got to be mindful and watchful of what your children are portraying to you and what they're showing. We had, uh, we had an event yesterday at our church. It was a family fall harvest. And I find myself very watchful around a group of children, very watchful, especially when there's adults around that I don't know, okay, 
um, and obviously there was an influx of people there. So I'm like, you know, you want to make sure that you have eyes on these children, that there are adults that you would quote-unquote somewhat trust that are in strategic places watching what's going on. We have become so lost where our children are concerned, and I think a lot of it deals with it's a much younger generation that's having these babies, and they're not mindful. They're not mindful. Even just to, to see parents walking down the street, you know, it, it drives me absolutely insane to see a mother walking down the street and her toddlers trailing behind her. I'm just like, are you crazy? Toddlers both. They run. And you've got them behind you because you texting and you on the phone and you this and you don't have time to be watching them? You know, it's just we're living in a, a day where the enemy is running rampant and he's using people in an Amen. alarming rate. Amen. And they are attacking Amen. our children just like they attacked yes. you, Tam. They tried to attack me. They attacked Apostle. The enemy is attacking at a young age so that he can isolate and destroy the hand and the anointing that, that God has assigned for the life of that individual. Hey, you, you know, know what? Can I say something? Sure. I apologize. Please forgive me. And I, I just no, want to say good. something. And, and people don't realize it right now. Again, that's why the alarming weight, uh, 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 the rate of, of homosexuality has run rampant in our land. Come on now. Come on. And, come on. And, and and please hear me again. I love everybody. I'm mm-hmm. not speaking against anything. But the reason why that sin is just with our younger children and and different things like that because they have been touched. They somehow, some way, they have been touched. They've been violated. I have talked to so many um, young ladies that are um, lesbians and stuff. And and what made you? What what made you get to this point? And when they begin to talk and pour themselves out, they've been violated in such a way that they begin to hate the very thing that violated them, and that's a man. So they begin to image and form themselves in the very thing that they hate so they can protect themselves from against it. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter what it is. And And so that's why in the church, it hurts me so because we don't, instead of trying to understand it, we push it away. We don't want to have anything to do with it. And instead of getting, having um, um, rap sessions and group sessions in church to be able to, to, for someone to be able to talk about these things, to be able to get these things out, because just like what Apostle said, you don't, when you, when once you come out, and have told something like that, and you're redeemed the one that they look at the one that's responsible for, you don't know how many years, if it wasn't for Christ in my life, I would be even more jacked up than I could ever mm. imagine if it wasn't Thanks, for the love. Spirit of God in my life to deliver right. me. Because mm. I began to, you talk about promiscuous and, and mm. everything else that I can do to hurt myself, to violate myself, mm. to, 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 you know what I'm saying? I cut my hair off. I clip my eyelashes. I begin to look in the mirror and hate myself because mm-hmm. I felt like if my mother didn't love me, if my father didn't love me, 
And this mm-hmm. man, they can allow this man to do what they did to me, then I don't even deserve to live. That's mm. how long I carried that. I had wished and willed myself to death many a times just to get over that inner pain of feeling dirty. Even after I got married, even if I was in relationships, I just, I, if a man touched me, I did it. But I began, when I was done, I would scrub my body because I felt mm. dirty. You know, so I'm telling, you know, we need to talk about this more in churches. You know, Mm -hmm. we, we, you know, we, we setting them down in the, in, in, in the choir stands. We setting them down as praise praise dancers. We setting them down and, 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 and we're not explaining why, because we're intimidated by it. Um, We're going back to the um, Old Testament where God said he detested it. But what we don't understand is God said he loves us, but he hates the sin. So we mm, need yeah. to figure out how to cut that core where it began. And that's what's going on because they love God. They want to worship God and praise God because they want mm-hmm. deliverance just like we had it. Mm-hmm. But when you don't have pastors, when you got pastors now um, perpetrating sitting in the pulpit and they're lesbian and they're gay and they're not telling it. But then, and then when you got your back turned, then they're having private sessions with them, touching them, defiling them, and mm. then telling them, you better not tell nobody about it. Mm. Come on now. We're mixing it up too bad, Elder and Apostle. And indeed, I'm just, I'm very passionate about this because mm-hmm. this is wrong. We're not, we're not doing it right. And that spirit is running rampant now, like you're saying. They're getting these kids when they're young now, at the age of two, at the age of three. Yep. And then when they grow up, then you're wondering, why is she dressed like a boy? Mm. Oh, that's just her. She just, she just always liked to dress like a boy. Mm-hmm. Or she always not, not even that. Why tomboy? Not, not even what? that, Tanya. Why are they saying, "Oh, I was born. I'm a girl, but I was born a boy," or "I'm a, I'm a boy and I was born a girl." Exactly. Because, and, and exactly, exactly, Bishop. Because it is, you know, Apostle. It is a spirit. <laughs> Please forgive me. It is a spirit. No, that it's is just, it, 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 we got to get it because mm-hmm. it's, it, they need to be loved too. And mm-hmm. they need to be understood too, but we're, but we're not doing it. We're casting them aside, mm-hmm. but we're not asking what has caused this. Mm-hmm. And that, and that's the key. I'm sorry, Elder Collette and Tanya. That's the key. I, I wanted to chime in like, on what you said, because the key thing that you said is the church. The church, the church, the church, because that's where it stops, because a lot of it is happening to God's children. Yeah, there's there's other people that are happening to it. But if you hear a lot of the stories of people that um, have told stories, a lot of them were brought up in the church or in that kind of uh, arena, you know, where uh, they knew about God or somebody in their family brought them to church or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the thing that happens is like an experience I had. I, I had a minister come on to me when I was trying to go through deliverance. And because he knew I was trying to go through deliverance and he was dealing with that, he tried to make a pass at me. And when I went to my pastor and told me, he said, oh, no, it's your fault. You made a pass at him. Wow. 
and then they try to use God as an excuse. Oh, well, God told me that this needs to happen to you, or or God says this is okay, and and they they use your Christianity, quote unquote, as yes. a defense for it. Mm-hmm. And what yes. the church needs yes. to stop doing, and I'm passionate about this, Tanya, and and I've already had the Lord speak to me, and I'm gonna have Elder Colette, if you can put me in connection with Tanya, I I wanna, I mean, um, yes, uh, Tanya, right? Kenya, yes, that's fine. I, I want you to put me in connection with her because I want to do a show with her, amen, uh, regarding some more of this, amen. But um, the thing that I'm passionate about, uh, and I'm passionate right there with you, is awareness. There needs to be more awareness, especially in the church, because I, I, I'm like you. I'm just so... I love everybody, but it's time to stop sitting them down, and it's time to stop criticizing them and beating them up. You know, I'm always saying, well, you know, a hoe can come into church, a drunk can come into church, a drug addict can come into church, and 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 they um and they give them healing, you know, and they pray for them and they send them on the way. A homosexual coming to church and they tell them they're going straight to hell. They ain't no help for them. They ain't going to change, you know. And just like you said, you know, when you're hurt with that thing, the thing that I did, okay, is I begin because I, I didn't have an understanding. I began acting like a woman, thinking that the men would leave me alone, you know, that were attracted yes. to men. I figured if I started acting like a woman, and my mother didn't understand it, I went through a phase where even, you know, I wasn't dressing up and drag, but I would wear a lot of makeup, calling it man makeup. I would, I would do my eyelashes, have eye, uh, uh, eye, not eyeliner, but mask. I'd wear mascara. I'd put blush on. I'd be, I, and then I began wearing dresses and dressing in drag, um, just to avoid being touched by by men that like men. But then I started getting men that like men that dressed it up as women. I mean, it, it was crazy. And and I acted out in different ways. And and these are signs, Elder Collette, these are other signs. How are your children acting? And, and I did want to ask you if you'd give Lady Keisha the floor real quick, because I want her to give her little story of how to know when someone isn't a predator that's been Predatorized on because see she had to deal with that when she met me because when Lady Keisha met me I told her everything the first time that we sat down and talked and I think it was a week after we met I said before we go any further in our dating relationship I want to share some things with you now you have to remember when I met her she had three young boys. So if we could just give her the opportunity of how she sized up that I wasn't a predator, how she knew. Because there are signs that you can tell when someone's been molested and, and they're not a predator, but they've just been taken advantage of. And somehow yeah. or another, she knew. Go ahead. Uh, well, I, I just want to kind of back up on a couple of things. Um, I knew... From my husband being as open as he was in the beginning, when he first told me about it, everything came out the closet, everything walked out of the closet, the closet was closed, everything. Um, we talked about it, and the first thing I said, well, your past is your past. 
and and that's where it, it it is. Your past is your past. If you're ready to make that change over, then I'm here to um, help you make that change. That's what kind of relationship I wanted with him. But uh, we were talking about how I, I listen. I, as you all know, I watch TV a lot. And the company that, <laughs> the company that I, I ride um, um, my transportation that takes me back and forth um, to dialysis, there was a young girl. She was 18, but she has the cognitive um, thinking um, of an eight-year-old. Um, she was raped on that transportation van by a driver that her mother put her um, in, in his charge by picking her up, 18 years old. But he took her in, a, in a, a, a place and raped her. She didn't know how to tell it, but she told her mother. And thank God for a listening parent. Hmm. She told her mother, um, that's my boyfriend. And hmm. her mother said, what do you mean that's your boyfriend? That's my boyfriend. He touched me here. And thank God the mother went, and they went back and checked. He had cut off his GPS on his van for 45 minutes, and in that time, he raped her. Now, what if the mother had not paying, been paying attention to what her daughter was telling her? Her daughter didn't know how to say, this man did this to me. Mm-hmm. But, in, but God made it to the point where he opened up the door for the mother to listen to what the daughter was telling her. Uh, an 18-year-old with the mindset of an eight-year-old. And you hear a lot of times these men, and and I guess women do it too, they put the cameras inside of their shoe so they can go and violate little girls by putting the shoe up under the little girl's skirt and looking up under the women's skirt and the little little girl's skirts. But there needs to be some kind of healing. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, there needs to be some kind of understanding. Okay, this person probably has been violated themselves, so they're violating others. I agree. I agree with that. And I I just want to say one more thing real quick. Something Tanya really touched on, and you stirred some things up on me. Show your kids love. Exactly. No matter what, Uh show your kids love. Uh Because Uh that's what, that's, that's, that's proper love. Proper love. And the reason I say that, Colette, because the reason the reason I latched out and, and let certain things happen, because like she was saying, I didn't feel loved. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was raised by a, a white mother. Nothing wrong with that. I love her. Amen. Sometimes. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> love her all the time, but you know how you got to love from a distance. Yes, Amen. Yes, for Amen. Um, uh, right now. Um, but I didn't have, I, I wasn't getting the, the nurturing that I should have got. I had a father that had seven other kids and, and see a lot of things came into play. Um, you know, and, and this person that was my sister's boyfriend paid more attention to me than my family. Because yeah. you were individualized. And those are things you got to look out for, too. He was like, Why is this person paying so much attention to attention my child? To even, if it, even if it's a family member. Well, why? Okay, Amen. I got three kids. Or um, my kid is getting lots of love from me. 
you know, why, 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 you know, I understand uncles and aunts love their nieces and nephews and whatever, but there's a, there's a time when it comes overdone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah absolutely. Overdue. There's too much touch. Amen. Absolutely. Amen. Amen. I mean, we just did it in the bud in our home. Important. You, you have to watch for things like that. You know, mm-hmm. there are telltale signs. You, sometimes yes. you can just look at how a person, an adult, is Here looking is at a child when they don't think anybody sees them. You know, mm. yep. their, their demeanor yep. and their actions. We have to learn to, to watch body language. You know, we have to. And first and foremost, we've got to pray for a spirit of discernment. The, the enemy will be shown to you if you are willing to allow God to show you. You know, unfortunately, sometimes we don't want to see it because it's someone close to us, like your grandfather was to your grandmother, or maybe your sister's boyfriend was to your sister, or whatever. It's like you don't want to see this in this person. Me personally, no. Show me, okay? Show me before it even gets close like that, because I need to know. You know, there is no relationship on this planet worth the violation of a child, and you allow it to happen when you know. Amen. Amen. And you know what? Amen. You know what, Elder, I I wanted to say this for the women, the single mothers, uh, the working mothers, the the single parents that are fathers. See, when you have uh, someone in your life and you finally get someone in your life, you want to love them. But it's hard when your child sees you showing them love, but don't show them Uh them love. And that's what really happens, I truly believe, with kids. And also, Mm. we're not sitting down having the talks with our kids like we used to. You you know Mm. what I'm saying? Because, see, when I was having my children, even when they were babies, before they can talk, I would say, nobody's allowed to touch you here. Nobody's yeah, allowed to touch you too. here. Yep, Nobody's yep, allowed to touch yep. you here. Train them up. And, That's right. And I don't care how much you work and how much you do. You need to find one day to sit down, to hug your child, sit down on the bed. Tell me what's going on with you. How you feel about it? Anybody hurt you? You can talk to me no matter. Because I would tell my kids, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I'll kill them. And men, don't be afraid to be affectionate to your boys. That's right. There's right. nothing wrong right. with being affectionate yeah. to your boys. Yeah. It ain't making right. them. Look, that's, that's not making right. them gay. That's not making them feminine. But no, boys not. need no, affection, yes. too. I they agree need with that. a father's love. Yeah. It don't Look, don't let them cry. my son is 34. 34. 34. I kiss my son. And there's, there's nobody thinking it's that. funky or nothing. But that's my baby. He better get some affection from me because at least he knows he's getting the right kind of, he knows the difference between a right affection and a wrong affection. I that's agree so with that. Thing. I agree with that. And I got so that. much guff for that. Why are you kissing on them? They weird. boys. They this boys. I don't care. I didn't get that, love. And because I didn't get it, I went and searched for it in other ways. And because it knocked yes. on my door, I opened the door. I'll be, excuse yes. me, I'll be damned if it's going to happen to my boys. Amen. I right. agree. Right. That's Amen. powerful right Amen. there. Amen. That's powerful. 
That's a show it within is. itself. It That's a show yeah. within itself because we, we tell our daughters that it's okay to feel love, but we don't tell our sons oh, that it's okay to feel Amen. love. And Amen. we don't tell them that it's okay for them to cry. It's I okay so for them to be let down. Saying, and this is, this is what fathers do. Man up. Don't be a punk. No, 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 no. Uh-uh. There's nothing wrong with crying. There's nothing wrong with being uh, 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 affectionate or whatever. That's why This is why these boys grow up and they beat up on women because they don't know about affection. affection. What I agree like with that. Guys, guys, hello, hello, hello. We're at the end of the show. I'm sorry. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. And because we got to forgive us, y'all. Other radio stations, we've got to stay contained in our hour. But this has been really, really good. Obviously, we need to revisit this topic again. Amen. Um, thank you all so very, very much for your input. I appreciate it. So much, and we will discuss at another time for sure. For sure, I love you all. Um, thank you and so much. And make for, sure they know that they can listen to the rebroadcast on WVOD. Amen. Amen. When does it air? Uh, every Saturday. It'll be airing next Saturday on WVOD. At what time? Ooh. Five. Five, yeah. Love you guys. You guys have an incredible week. Be praying over your children. Don't just release them out into the streets on Monday night. Hallelujah. Pray over your children. If they must go, quote, unquote, trick-or-treating, go with them. Be mindful. Amen. Test out what they're getting. If they're given any unwrapped candies, do not allow them to eat it. Do not accept uh-huh. food because food could be injected with things. Be mindful. Be careful. Love you guys. Have a blessed Love week. You. God bless. Healing the nation, the word of the Lord, teaching the people.